Hi. Hello. And welcome. We're your hosts. I'm Alex. And I'm Kat. You found the two PFFs you didn't know you needed, but you're glad you have. Congratulations. You have found your people. Enjoy the ride as we navigate what it's like to live live out loud. Hi. Hey. How's it going? It's good. It's good. It's a good day to have a good day. You know? So cliche. I hated. I had a boss that said that, and I. It was a toxic work environment, and anytime he said it, it just, just didn't hit. No, <laughs> no. It reminds me though, of like Grey's Anatomy and Derek Shepard's like, it's a great day to save lives. I've never seen Grey's Anatomy, but I'm following. Done. <laughs> Episode over. We're, we're over. We're done for the day. We're done. Um, That's on your list next to watch. Right, great. Oh, I don't know that I could do it. It's at least, just, the, at least the first ten seasons. Those are really the good. First <laughs> Grey's Anatomy is like a modern day soap opera. It's gonna last forever. Yeah. Well, I've seen almost everything else of Shonda Rhimes, so I feel like I'm okay. Grey's is good, man. I mean, it's great. Oh, you need Grey's in your life. I don't. Okay, there's a lot of trauma associated with Grey's for me, because I wanted to be a doctor for like a a fraction of a second like not very long at all and my anatomy teacher in high school was like don't watch Grey's it's it's not real and blah 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 so I didn't watch it all my nurse friends watched it and a bunch of my like ex friends watched it and like I just I don't want to think about them I like love them wish them well but like promise you that a few episodes and you won't think about them anymore promise I don't know We'll see. I've ruined a lot of it for myself, though, because, like, I was I would be studying or whatever while they watched it. Anyway, I'll, I'll get there. It's one of my comfort shows, man. <laughs> well, I'm currently blazing through Sex in the City right You're now. You're welcome. And I think it's a perfect segue into... Expectations versus reality in relationships. In relationships. <laughs> because... Sex in the City definitely, uh, it, they unpack a lot of the expectations versus reality, but I definitely feel like it set a lot of today's culture's expectations of what relationships would be mm-hmm. based off of that show. I can just, watching it now, yeah. thinking back to when everyone else was watching it. Yes, because everyone else was watching it from 1998 through mm-hmm. 2004, to give reference. Right, I was... I'm not even going to say how old I was in 2004. Don't say it. I'm just saying, watching it, I'm like, wow, that's where we got this. Right. Probably. Yeah, I mean, mean, because the the show, the whole whole franchise, really, is iconic. Especially for thinking about shows based in New York. You know, it's just, just this iconic show it's iconic it's honestly fantastic i'm very much enjoying myself yeah so can't complain i can't officially recommend it you know because right content content but but it's fantastic (laughs) (laughs) i can endorse it 10 out of 10 would recommend i mean i love it you can if you are not down to see you know some of the more uh explicit inappropriate Content you can catch reruns on TBS and they cut out all that stuff. There you go. The more you know, the The more more you know. know. But this episode, I'm really excited about, even though we're recording it as I'm saying this. (laughs) 
because I don't know that it's talked about enough. I think it's a lot not. of the things that we talk about on this podcast aren't spoken about mm-hmm. enough. Right. But the expectation versus reality of what relationships entail, both dating relationships, mm-hmm. and I'm sure we'll cover a little bit of marriage relationships mm-hmm. too, um, if not the most, because that's what we are currently living through. Yes. I mean, you know, you, you have this in every relationship, though. I mean expectations versus what is reality you can look in any relationship and see that what you expect parenting will be like right what you expect your relationship with your children will be right what you expect your relationship with your dog will be what you expect (laughs) your relationship with your spouse will be what you expect your relationship with your friends will be what you expect your relationship with your bff will be your sister your adult parents your grandparents you know, the list goes on and on and on. Mm-hmm. There's always, especially in the beginning of a relationship, there's always an expectation mm-hmm. of what you feel like in your mind the relationship will or should <laughs> be. Yeah. Right? So, for me, this really came about in a big way. In the early days of my marriage. Okay, yeah. Because I went into marriage with unrealistic expectations. Okay. Right. Um, You know, I expected there would be all this, you know, whimsical romance. Right. All the time. Mm -hmm. Right. I expected that we wouldn't ever fight. Right? It's like, I remember, I, I literally, I vividly remember sitting in the premarital counseling office. All right? Right. And Todd looking at us, that was our that was our youth pastor, and we were high school sweethearts, and he married us anyway. And he was like, the two biggest things couples fight about is sex and money. And I thought to myself, literally, I had this exact thought. Who fights about sex? And we don't have any money, so we're good. (laughs) And that was only the beginning. Only the beginning, okay? Because let me tell you, I don't know if rich people fight about money because I have never been one, but I can tell you that when you don't have enough money, there's plenty to fight about. Mm. And if you've been married for more than a week, right? <laughs> especially if you grew up in purity culture, mm-hmm. you've probably had one or two discussions about sex. Yeah, two at minimum. <laughs> <laughs> yes, I mean, 100%, especially in purity culture, especially if you grew up not even in purity culture, but just being religious in general. I was talking to a dear friend of mine about this, and their premarital counseling was through the Catholic Church. Oh, that was fun. Yeah, and just the um, natural family planning is very big in the Catholic Church. Yes, it is. Um, And basically... They don't like the birth control. No. No. It's like having a tiny abortion every month is what they were told. That's correct. And... Yikes, you know, and that led to a lot of conversations for them, I'm sure. Yes. And I can only Im- like it was unfathomable to hear about it because that's the first time I had experienced or like heard it as an experience from someone else. But 
and they're not particularly religious that that was just you know standard most couples regardless of religion go through some sort of premarital counseling as all couples should as all couples should 100 percent but they have those conversations about sex really early on and as women especially society like this is what we've been prepped and primed for right And so there are going to be conversations about those expectations. I know for a, this might be putting my business too much out there, so I'm going to tread lightly. But I I remember having that conversation of like, how many times a week is this going to be a thing for us? What are you, what do you, what are your expectations out of this? What are my expectations from this? (laughs) Definitely different once we were in marriage and busy and working and, Doing all those things, like, Word. Uh, every night was not an option. Not that that was what we talked about. I don't want to put my business out there. But there are people that are like, yeah, we can totally ha- do this, you know, seven days a week, multiple times a day. If you do, I want to know what you're on, what you're eating, and what you're drinking. <laughs> Because how, truly how, I need to know. I don't want to know. But you feel me? You feel me? <laughs> yes. This episode is going so far off the rails, and I'm here for it. I'm here. I'm here for it. But that um, is part of an expectation of both marriage relationship and dating relationship. Yes. I mean, especially, you do, you hit on a, a very important piece there, in that you had expectations and he had expectations, right? Both people that enter a relationship have expectations. Right. The biggest piece is the communication of the expectations and working that out before the rubber meets the road, so mm-hmm. to speak. And then you're in it and you're like, wow, huh, reality isn't matching my expectations. Because no one cares if reality is better than you expected. Amen. You only care when reality is less than you expected. Correct. So when you you go in and you, you expect, you know, wow, my wife is going to have dinner on the table every night at 530 because that's what my mom did and, you know, that's how it's going to be and you never had that conversation and then you come home from work and there's no dinner. Mm-hmm. You know, that's, that's going to be a problem for you, right? Because you're expecting this to happen. And she doesn't know, because she works full-time, too, that you're expecting dinner at 5.30. Dinner, yeah. Right? Just as an example. But I, that is the biggest, for me, the biggest example that I can look back in my life and think, how, what will we fight about? You know, like, I was so young, and I was so excited to, to marry this man that I was just like, I'm head over heels in love with him. I mean, we fight, but, like, it'll be fine. And those two things, like, why would we fight about? Like, we've, you know, no. We've waited our whole lives to get to enjoy this relationship. Like, we won't. There's nothing to fight about. Right. You know? And I found out quickly that wasn't the case. But what would have, what would have cured all that? What would have cured all that is that if we had learned in premarital counseling how to effectively communicate... We didn't. We had little sessions on, okay, uh, here's how you handle, um, you know, 
your finances or whatever. Like, you know, how are you going to do that? Do both of you work? Blah, blah, blah. You know, like, here's a short synopsis about, you know, your sexual relationship. Here's a brief synopsis about, you know, moving in together. You know, you leave your parents and you, you know, cleave into your wife, you know, thing. Right? I mean, the general biblical premarital counseling, right? And, and no hate to our, our pastor whom we love very much. I mean, it's just, that was just the, that was just the content of the time, you know? Right. And I guess they talked to us a little bit about fighting fair or whatnot, but what you actually need, in my opinion, before you marry someone is you need an actual conversation on, okay, so here's a scenario where you might get caught up. Right. What are your expectations? What is your, what in your brain when you come home in the afternoon and you walk in your front door and you open the front door, what do you see? Mm. Is it a very clean house? Does it smell good? Is there dinner waiting for you? Are there fresh flowers? Is the laundry done? Is it chaos? Is there, you know, like right. what is it that when you come home, if you opened your front door to find what you wanted, what would that look like? Right. And I feel like if those conversations were had at the beginning stages of relationships, it wouldn't, it wouldn't break apart every single conflict you ever would have, but it would set the stage for this is what I expect. What do you expect? Mm-hmm. Oh, you can't meet those expectations. Okay, so what can you do? Can I live with that? Can you live with that? Is this the is this the compromise road that we can walk? Okay, cool. And that builds a foundation. So the next time you come to a crossroads, oh, what were you expecting? Okay, well, this is what I was expecting. Okay, so what is the path forward? Right. And I feel like in several relationships, not just the marital one, but I feel like in several relationships, we don't take the time... To communicate. Yes. We wait till there's conflict. And then we're fighting. And then you've got to get over everything that happened in the argument. And you very rarely, if you've noticed, get back to the actual original thing. Mm-hmm. That'll just keep coming up again and again and again and again. Because you still have expectations. And he still has expectations. And the reality is different. Right, and it's not for a lack of the partner not knowing or just ignoring it mm-hmm. all. They mm-hmm. they truly, nine times out of ten, don't know that what's bothering you yes. is affecting you. Right. And that they need to pivot and find a new solution or work together through that problem. And like you said, if you let it fester within you until there's an argument... You don't ever get to that root cause. And so then the next time something else happens that's related to that root cause, you're just having, it's like repeat, repeat, repeat. Carrie Bradshaw is real bad about that with her relationship with Big. Um, And it kills me because it's like grown adults like have a conversation. But communication and being honest never hurts anyone no it may sting in the moment yes and I'm thankful our we had two sets of premarital counseling counseling we had a seminar that we went to that was all day long with a bunch of other couples and we had like uh mediator couples who had been married for a significant amount of time and then we had our traditional 
standard like what marriage counseling that you mentioned mm-hmm. and so and I'm so grateful for this seminar marriage counseling because we learned so many communication techniques and one that has saved um but my husband and I both from a lot of heartache and pain through both engagement and marriage so far is honey <laughs> What I'm about to say, one, are you in a mental space to have a, uh, have a harder conversation? Okay, yes, let's have it now. No, let's talk about it later, blah, 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 blah. The second thing, I know what I'm about to say might hurt. I don't, my intention is not to hurt you. My intention is to get my feelings across as best I can. And setting that foundation versus just like jumping right into it, it puts the partner in a position to be able to thoughtfully listen Mm -hmm. versus immediately be on guard. Yes. Because when you bring a partner, and this is friendships, this is marriages, this is dating. Like it can, it has helped me even with relationships with family. Yeah. um, Is like, I don't, I know how I'm feeling. I don't know how to articulate it, Mm -hmm. but I just want to let you know right now that what I'm about to say might hurt your feelings. And that is not my intention. Right. My intention is to get my feelings across so that we can have a healthy conversation. Mm -hmm. And it helps set the expectation of what the conversation is going to be like so that we can move forward. Um, and personally, it's been huge for mm-hmm. keeping arguments a little, actually resolving them. Yes. So communication <laughs> is key. Mm-hmm. And you can carry this over into your own relationship with you, even yourself, right? In that you have expectations of yourself. Right. Right. And, like, I expected that I would be a certain type of parent. Mm. And the type of parent that I envision in my head is not always the type of parent that I actually am. Right? So there's reality. Well, why is there reality? Well, if I was just parenting little baby dolls that didn't have (laughs) thoughts, feelings, emotions, actions, opinions, attitudes, then... You know, it's just me. Right. Right? But when you put yourself in a relationship with other people, then that changes sometimes. Mm-hmm. Right? And it cha- because they then have things and they bring you things and then their expectations are one thing and your expectations are another. Right. So it really does cross over into every other relationship. You know, it doesn't have to be a romantic one. That's where we, we really... I can feel it most of the time, especially if we're married, is that because that's, in my opinion, the most important relationship in your life when you, you know, have committed your life to another person. Right. Um, you know, I, I hear people say all the time, like, um, you know, you've got to put your kids first, you've got to put your kids first, you've got to put your kids first. And in a sense of the word, we do. Like, our children come before um, our own wants and needs a lot of times and desires. But if our marriage isn't strong, then our family suffers. 100%. So you have to make sure that that relationship is solid. And so 
we talk that that kind of goes through the lens a lot of like what what does relationship expectations look like and we filter it through marriage but even like in your relationship with Yori who's her very adorable dog <laughs> right you have expectations or had expectations no more no more you had expectations of what puppy life would be like right and then there was the reality yes the harsh reality that right. not all puppies are created it equal. equal. <laughs> so it really does go into every single relationship. I think that a few tips that we can leave our listeners with mm-hmm. on how to manage their expectations in their relationships, um, even in their friend relationships or in um, a professional setting. Even. Oh, yeah. Coworkers, bosses, mm-hmm. whatever. We have to understand that communication skills are never wasted. You never. can utilize them in every single situation you are ever in. Mm-hmm. Being a good, healthy communicator is like top tier level, put it on your resume, right? Truth. <laughs> because a lot of people cannot communicate their way out of a paperback. Okay. <laughs> so, top things here, right? Understand what your expectations are. Yeah. Because you might have unrealistic expectations, right? We all do in certain scenarios. 100%. That doesn't make you a bad person. It doesn't mean that you want things that you shouldn't want. Right? Right. Now, you might want things that the other person can't give you. True. But that doesn't mean your expectations are bad. Right. You know, you may have expected, for instance, you may have expected that when you got married that your husband would come home from the the flower shop every Friday <laughs> with a big fresh bouquet of flowers. Mm-hmm. Well, that might not be in his budget or on his way home or in his line of thinking at all. Very true. It doesn't mean that you are wrong for having the expectation. Is it unrealistic when you're on a shoestring budget? Maybe. Maybe, yeah. But you could sit him down and communicate, hey, I really like fresh flowers. Mm-hmm. And maybe if he's like my husband back in the day, a long, long time ago, when we had no money, he would pick them. Aww. For real. That's cute. You know, and he would. He would pick flowers. He'd stop on the side of the road and pick flowers for me. And so, but he would never know if I didn't tell him. Right. Right. And I think that's where our expectations kind of take over, is that we expect the other person We expect the other person to know what our expectations are. Right. And they're not mind readers. No, and neither are we. Right. So, know your own expectations. Mm -hmm. For me, I think you need to know your expectations and you need to know what your non-negotiables are. That's good. Right? Mm -hmm. Because, like, when I enter into a friendship. Right. Right. So, you and I I have been friends now for about a year. Right? Mm Mm-hmm. So, when I enter into a friendship, I have expectations that are pretty basic in my brain. You know, trust, open communication, you know, you show up for me, I show up for you. Right. Right? My non-negotiables, right? Trust. Right. Right. That's a non-negotiable for me. Right. Right? So, I could maybe negotiate on the... Oh, you can't show up for, like, my kids' football games? Oh, cool. That's not a big deal. Right. It might have been, like, on my expectation list. Right. Right? But it's not on my non-negotiable list. 
Correct. Right? And like in your marriage, mm-hmm. you know, say your husband wants you to cook dinner. But like, that's on his expectation list, but it's not on his non-negotiable list every single day. Maybe, could you do it a couple times a week? Mm-hmm. Oh, okay, well, that seems more doable. Right. Right? So you need to know before you enter into a relationship or a conversation, here's what I expect. Mm-hmm. Maybe these are a little over the top for what this person can give, mm-hmm. but here are my list of non-negotiables. If they can't meet my list of non-negotiables, that doesn't make them a bad person. It doesn't make me a bad person. It just means maybe we're not a good fit. Right. Mm-hmm. Right? So, know your own expectations. Be able to clearly communicate mm. your expectations. What does that look like? It looks like what you said earlier. Hey, can, can we have a conversation? Are you in the right space where we can have a conversation? I feel like these, these needs aren't being met. And I've been expecting you to meet them. Are these needs you're willing to meet? Do you feel like you're capable of meeting them? Mm-hmm. Oh, no, you're not? Okay, well, what are you right. capable of, right? Mm-hmm. And then you put that against your list of right things yeah. that you've written down, that you know about yourself. Because if you don't know what you expect, you can't have that conversation. Right, and then you start making up stuff. And I think also to note with this as well, acknowledge that your expectations can change over time yes, and your non-negotiables could possibly change over time yes and but at this in the same breath knowing what those are in that moment mm-hmm. you're not going to be able to have a fluid and healthy conversation if you haven't first sat down to figure out what yours are precisely you cannot have a great relationship with other people until you've got a good, solid relationship with yourself. That's hard for people to hear and understand. Right. But it's the truth. So know your expectations. Mm-hmm. Clearly communicate. Don't just expect the other person to know. Clearly communicate your expectations. And then be willing to compromise. Ooh, yes. Those are the three big takeaways. Without a doubt. Be willing to compromise. Because... As much as you don't want to be in a relationship with somebody that's not willing to compromise, imagine it being reversed. Exactly. Now, never compromise who you are. Never compromise your integrity. Yeah. But be willing to compromise on the things that that don't matter that much. Mm-hmm. You know? That may seem big in the moment, but right. really aren't. Like, we'll just take the flowers thing. Yeah. It's not the flowers. Yes. I'm a person who actually does love fresh flowers. That's mm-hmm. a real-life example. But, like, does it matter if they come from the florist or the grocery store or the side of the road? No. really doesn't. It's the act It's the act itself of the flowers, right? I'm thinking of you, and I know you like flowers, so here are these flowers. Right. Right. And so it's just important to realize that. But when you are in any sort of relationship and you have expectations and you are working that out with the other person... Just know for both of you on both sides Mm -hmm. of the relationship that neither of you are too much. Not too much. You're not too little. Not too little. You're just enough. Just enough. 